Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, except it's not Boyd Matheson again. You have guest hosts Leah Murray and Greg Scordas. And we've been just so depressing for the last two hours talking about climate change, end of the world. Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. So let's talk about something a little happier. Um, so I'm going to start this with, I don't know if you all know, um, but our lieutenant governor tweeted that she just graduated from BYU with her degree that she started 28 years ago. And what's so cool about this is her son graduated at the same time. And there's just adorable oh, pictures. They're both in their like gowns and they've got their cute hats that you wear when you get to graduate and they've got, you know, their stole that they wear. Um, and so I just want to talk happy last like eight minutes, if it's okay, Greg, with you about this season right now, which is to me commencement season. So for you who don't know, I'm a professor up at Weber State University. Next Friday is our graduation i greg asked me what i was doing this week and i said i will be sitting on the couch reading hundreds of pages papers (laughs) papers and loving every minute of it it'll be fabulous um you know just getting ready for the students um to get their grades and a number of those students are going to graduate and rock walk across the stage next week and to me, this is a really happy time, right? I love that Lieutenant Governor Henderson says she took 28 years, right? What, like, what, how fabulous. What a great role model. And let me ask you this, Leah, as an educator. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when I got through high school, and of course this was in the 70s, you know, there was some talk about the value of a college education. Yeah. And as I've grown and raised my own children, we were quite insistent that our kids get a college education. And I know you're probably biased because you teach yeah <laughs> but don't you feel and there's certainly trade schools and there's certainly alternatives but don't you think that a college education is is it as important today as it's ever been I believe it's always important. So I want to kind of reveal that I'm a fourth generation college student, right? So there's privilege in that statement, right? So my father would have been expected to go to college and his father would have been expected to go to college because his mother went, right? So what we know is you expected your children to go because you were someone who went. And I want to not devalue other paths and other choices, right? So what I love about the Lieutenant Governor's story is she took a different path, right? So it took a minute. Um, To me, 
in this country, college education is always available to you. At Weber State University, we have a lot of non-traditional students. And what that means is they're not age 18 to 22. So college degree is very important. It doesn't necessarily have to happen right out of high school, right? So it could be something you come back to later. Um, my grandmother got her bachelor's degree when she was 65, just for the fun of getting a degree, <laughs> like in history, um, later in her life. So so it's very important just for the value of learning new things and thinking about all the things and being on a campus, um, even if it's not exactly you know what you want to be doing when you're 18 years old. So let me tell you my story. Okay. I'm a first-generation college all graduate. Right. My parents who did incredibly well. My father was a, was a hardworking blue-collar worker. My mother always worked in offices. They both felt, and I, I think they was kind of old school, but they almost felt like college was for people who couldn't make it or weren't quite ready to to enter the the oh, real world like a delay right like, <laughs> like, delay. Yeah, like it's, you, you want to grow up and yeah. you, know, you get out of high school look, go get a job go start working go start producing go start doing things yeah and i went to college and i think they were both kind of like why i mean <laughs> what are you going to do there and i remember this and, and, and my parents were so supportive but when i went to law school the first thing my father said was what are you going to do? Be a career college student? I mean, he, I, he didn't. He didn't realize that you had to go to. You had to get your degree before you could go to law school. Right. He's like, well, why? Why did we just put you through four years of college? And you're just going to start over in law school? I mean, it was it was a different mindset. But but and, and I don't know that I take any credit for this. But some of my siblings went to college. I mean, they they all did in some respect. And right. and like I said, my children all went to college. Right. No, it's really interesting that you say that. I love that. For me, it was not an option. I was going to go at age 18, um, and I got to the end of my four years and wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so graduate school kind of was a delay, right? I thought, I'll just go get a degree in political science. We'll see how this turns out. So sometimes I think what your parents maybe think, if you're not really sure what you want to do, College is a really good, acceptable way to spend some time. But then it requires, as you said, your parents are putting you through four years of college. So it does take a commitment. Does that make sense? To like, everyone's going to be okay with the fact that I'm not bringing in a paycheck, that basically I'm going to be a debt right on the you know, on the sheet on the balance sheet um but as long as everyone's okay with that it can give you a time to figure things out but you know when you look at at, at utah right now and we have almost historic low unemployment right and uh, we are looking for people to take jobs and right. a lot of those jobs don't require college education Correct. a lot of those are trade jobs or skilled jobs i mean i had a, an employer call me once because i work with uh, certain communities who are working through uh expunging their records and doing things like that who, who said we're looking for welders we need welders and the money that they were paying was pretty good i mean right. it, was, it was a lot of money right. and uh i mean it was probably more money than a lot of college graduates get when they come out and take take some of the jobs that are available right but, but the the trade the trade schools and the trade just this trade industry is as important right now as it's ever been in this country and i think that we need to make sure that we continue to focus on giving people those skills because there's a dearth of that right now in yeah. in, in, in a lot of industry oh my gosh and that's what i meant earlier when i said it's pathways right, right. every person in this country should be free to choose and explore and find the best pathways for them. My children right now are in high school, Greg, so they're a bit younger than your children. Um, and I know they've got, right, like, so it's, they've got to take CTE courses that connects them to 
could connect them to a tech school if they wanted to. Um, they can also take AP courses, which is a track to get them into college if they want to. For me, it's about the the opportunities, right? And that an individual can say, this is kind of what I want to do and how I want to invest my time um, and not trying to pigeonhole people like everyone has to become a welder because we need welders. We should value welding. We should value that work. We should value the trade school and make it possible for anyone who wants to do that to become one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's just fun to work with. Uh, you know, I, I work on the weekend on the ski patrol. Yeah. I've talked about that a lot. And a lot of the, their kids, their right. young people, and they're sort of wondering what they're going to do but imagine just skiing every day right i mean that's a job and it doesn't pay the best but i've often thought you know i think i'd like to retire and just be a skier just work on the ski patrol or do something like that i I love that job as much as i love my my lawyer job and i see these young people with just so much energy and they're having so much fun and um, they don't have a lot of resources, but they don't need it. Right. They're just happy to be up there Living skiing the every day. Right. right. I mean, you know, skiing powder, like, how bad can it be? Right. No, and it's interesting, like, um, my son, ha- listening to a man who does for Brighton, I feel like he blows up the things that causes the avalanches to yeah, go. I right. don't know. <laughs> so, you throw those things, he's too. He's chatting away, and my son's eyes are getting bigger, and I'm thinking... And my son says, well, how old do you have to be to do that? And like, do you need a college degree? And the guy was like, 18. And no. And I thought, well, maybe David will be headed up to Brighton to blow up the avalanches, right? Um, but yeah, I love that. Another thing I've had a real, a lot of enjoyment in, I know you're an educator, but I teach at the police academy. Oh, eat. And yeah, again, eat. it's these young, aggressive men and women who are going into a career that at least I couldn't do. I mean, I think it would be hard for me to be a police officer it's not the kind of job like ski patrol that it looks like it's fun and romantic doesn't resonate but those with kids soul. those yeah. kids do it and they love it and they're wonderful and i yeah. work with them every day and um and it's college i mean it's the academy they, they, right. it's, it's hours and hours of, of work and resources but i mean thank goodness people are still willing to do that right now right and no, i love how you just talked about that i think like public service is one of the areas how you just said thank god people are willing to do police officer right become a police officer thank god people are so willing to be teachers thank i mean like because our public service have had it hard right and treatment of them has not been super great the last couple of years but we're ending on a happy note right. so we're happy so let me, <laughs> that they're doing that so let me end with this so and I, you kind of answered this already but <laughs> graduations this weekend a lot of fun there's a jazz game this weekend salt lake city marathon this weekend it's a great weekend uh, we're going down to our place down in tory and leah is doing what this weekend grading <laughs> Choose something so else for a living. It's all a matter of perspective. <laughs> right. Well, Leah, it has been fun hosting with you again t- today. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate the folks at KSL for having us be here. Uh, Boyd Matheson will be back next week, but uh, you all enjoy your weekend. Thank you. taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do 
when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.